All right, welcome to the uh, Sporting One podcast series with Rowan Haydos, episode nine. Now focusing on the uh, Premier League uh, for this week. Uh, welcome, Haydos. Welcome, Rowan. It was a uh, pretty straightforward week in the Premier League, finally. Yeah, well, uh, pretty straightforward in one sense, but uh, probably not pretty straightforward for uh, Jose Mourinho. No, his uh, bad start to the year. Uh, it gets compounded by a 3-0 loss to the Spurs at home in front of his uh, adoring fans or not-so-adoring fans. Yeah, which I do think you uh, did predict his downfall uh, last week. Yeah, well, their defence is just in no-man's land at the moment. He changed things up a little bit, but uh, to no effect. Yeah, they're, they're one of the biggest losers of the week, and uh, definitely all the uh, all the subplots have been around uh, Jose and his... Uh, and his coaching style and his press conferences. Uh, and also, uh, given the fact that it is his third season and he usually goes a bit uh, loopy uh, in his third season. Yeah, he's probably a couple more bad losses away from almost getting the sack. But the big question is, who would replace him? So that might be his saviour for the year. Well, there is one Zinedine Zidane just lurking uh, around the corner of Old Trafford who just would be itching to... Uh, Perhaps get in there and have a crack. Uh, they're one of the big losers of the weekend, as were uh, Burnley, who we alluded to their Europa League campaign, just derailing them a little bit, losing 4-2 at Fulham. And uh, West Ham, despite having such a good first half, uh, ended up losing to uh, Arsenal 3-1. And, uh, yeah, they'd, they'd want to get a move on quickly because I've seen much better sides than West Ham go down in my time. Yeah, they, uh, they, were, they looked okay, and they definitely had their chances. Um, but yeah, 0-3, not the way you want to start the season after a pretty promising off-season with a lot of signings. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a ruthless league, and if you don't take your chances, you will get punished, and that's what, uh, that's what happened, unfortunately, with West Ham. Um, so the winners of the week. So we've got uh, four sides for the first time in 86 years that have started off the season with three wins from three games. Yeah, and that's quite a remarkable stat, because you think about it in you know a sport that we know, AFL how often that would happen. And to think only four teams in 86 years, it's just, yeah. And it's only happened four times in the history of not only the Premier League, but when it used to be Division One, only four times since the league started all the way back in the 1800s. So it is uh, quite a remarkable stat. So those four teams are obviously uh, my side, which I'm quite excited about. Grinding out the 1-0 win over Brighton, not their usual uh, attacking um, prowess. They were thwarted by a uh, resilient uh, Brighton side. But um, in terms of 1-0 wins, a comfortable 1-0 win. Uh, Spurs clinically disposing of uh, Man United 3-0 on their own patch, which was uh, quite a performance. Uh, Chelsea getting the job done late against Newcastle. I did allude to the fact that they would have trouble at Newcastle. They did, but they managed to get the win 2-1. And uh, Watford uh, getting past Crystal Palace um, 2-1. And uh, they've also had a uh, surprising start to the season and their best ever start to the season. Yeah, they're definitely the surprise packet out of those four. You probably expected Man City to be one of the four, but not to be. Um, Yeah, but what a great start for Watford. They uh, are travelling along nicely. They're probably going to get a little bit tougher this week, but... uh, it is the Premier League after all, and anything can happen. Yeah, so we shift our attention from that to this week, and uh, we've got uh, a nice early fixture uh, being shown on uh, free to air on SBS, and it's Leicester versus Liverpool from uh, the King Power Stadium, and Leicester without Jamie Vardy still, who has a happy knack of scoring against top 
top six clubs, which is uh, quite the opposite of Roma, Romelo Lukaku, but we won't go into that. Um, they will miss Jamie Vardy, and I think that's what cost them. cost them... It's what will cost them a result in this match. Yep, that's fair to say. Liverpool, they're uh, one of the front runners to claim the, the title this year. Um, this is a game that says that they'll win it. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting. It will be at Leicester. That probably evens it up a little bit, but we know Liverpool's quality up front, and uh, you think that they're they're going to score enough goals to win any game. I think with Jamie Vardy in there, they, they could have snatched a draw, but with the only I'm leaning towards a Liverpool win, probably 2 or 3-1. Uh, so Brighton versus Fulham. Now, this will be an interesting game. Fulham have finally got their confidence up, got a uh, nice 4-2 win. Mitrovic uh, in solid form, as we alluded to, uh, getting a few goals for Fulham, along with uh, Scherler finally getting on the score sheet as well. Um Brighton are strong at home, as we know. They've they've beaten Man United. They survived last season on the fact of their form at the Amex Stadium. What sort of result are we looking at here? Um, Yeah, this probably could be a draw, maybe. Uh, Fulham probably going to have a fair bit of confidence out of last week with that 4-2 win. Uh, And it's just a matter of getting that continuity together and hopefully they they have a settled side now Fulham they they know who their best is probably Sessegnon is just struggling a little bit to find his place but um once that once he's up and running we expect big things from Fulham this year yeah I I lean towards Brighton home I think they've just got enough quality um, with Pascal Gross and uh Glenn Murray to get the job done uh Chelsea versus Bournemouth and I can see Chelsea continuing um, their unbeaten start at home um, Bournemouth have been uh, really good so far but they uh, they just slipped a little in a tour draw to Everton last week and I think just the way at Stamford Bridge will be uh, too bigger bridge to uh, pardon the pun uh, to cross for them yeah interesting. Interestingly, however, Bournemouth upset Chelsea at Stamford Bridge um, last year uh, by about two or three goals. It was uh, a huge upset in terms of um, the Premier League. So, yeah, they they got good form. They got Callum Wilson up front, who's uh, in good goal-scoring form. So uh, it could be a tight one, but you'd expect Chelsea to go four and zip to start the season. Yeah, Crystal Palace-Southampton is the next game from uh, from uh, Crystal Palace. And uh, you'd have to think, given their form, they were slightly unlucky against Watford. They could have had an early red card, uh, Watford. So Crystal Palace will, will consider themselves unlucky. They didn't play too badly. Uh, Zaha is in uh, terrific form. And uh, at home against a Southampton side that is... Struggling for form, struggling for wins, and struggling for goals. Uh, I think Crystal Palace put them to the sword. Yeah, that's Crystal Palace for me too. Um, Southampton, as you said, they're just struggling to score at the moment. So until that changes, um, they're going to struggle to get much wins. Yeah, moving on to Everton versus Huddersfield. And uh, Everton at home should really, given the quality they have, despite losing Richarlison, should have enough in the uh, in the squad to uh, get over the top of a Huddersfield side that is uh, lacking uh, consistency in form. Even though they got the draw away at Cardiff, it was far from convincing. Yeah, and also another one to miss for Everton is going to be Michael Keane, who had a fractured skull um, of all injuries. Um, but they do have the summer signings uh, in the back line to probably replace him. So, yeah, another Everton win here, I think. Yeah, moving on to a side that uh, really, really needs to get a win at home. 
but they may be without their talisman in uh, Marco Ornordovic. Uh, it's West Ham versus Wolves, and Wolves uh, showed their pedigree and did uh, sort of predict that they would uh, in getting a draw with the uh, reigning Premier League champs, Man City, last week. Uh, they were impressive. They had their chances. They took them, and um, it's going to be a tight one for West Ham. They really need to get a win under their belts, and especially against the side like Wolves, they need... They need to get it because West Ham have a shocking start to the season. And if it continues, then that could continue for the whole season. And all of a sudden, they find themselves in a relegation fight rather than fighting for the top 10. Yeah, that's right. And they definitely didn't expect to see themselves in this position uh, after their summer signings as well. But uh, as you said, Wolves were very impressive last last week. They never took a backward step against Man City and they almost deserve to win that you'd say they had a lot of chances and they looked pretty good and at home they're probably going to be really hard to beat they are away here but I reckon they can force a draw or maybe even sneak a victory West Ham in bad form yeah look even a draw would probably suffice for West Ham they just need to get some semblance of confidence in the way they're playing so they they desperately need bare minimum a point um the late saturday game shows us to uh man city uh versus newcastle um and this one could get ugly yeah well man city they'll be pretty disappointed on the back of last week they're used to dominating uh the season so a draw away from home um yeah that would have been pretty upsetting for pep i'm sure uh and maybe it's a sign of how important De Bruyne is to that team. We'll wait and see on that. They do have a lot of quality as replacements, and uh, they should bounce back here and get a f- probably about three or four goals here. Yeah, if I was looking for a value bet, I'd be going Man City, uh, Manchester City by two-plus goals. I think they'll, uh, especially with Aguero up and running, I mean, he did, <laughs> as much as we say Wolves were good, Aguero did hit the post uh, two times, So uh, and uh, Sterling hit the post once as well. So, they had their chances to win that. If they put those uh, chances away this week, then Newcastle stand no chance, despite uh, their coach in Rafa Benitez, who really is starting to struggle. Um, they don't have the squad to compete. He's already complained about that. He is uh, has got his hands tied with the transfer market. It's ended. They haven't really got any players in, and now they've uh, been knocked out of the uh, Carabao Cup this morning by Nottingham Forest 3-1. It's all starting to just look a bit rocky at St. James's Park. Yeah, well, uh, they just, they never seem to land that big fish and they've got the money there. They just refuse to use it. Yeah, I think that's down to their owner. He is a very, very tight with the uh, transfer purse. Uh, moving on to the Sunday game. So uh, we've got uh, Cardiff at home to Arsenal. Bit of an intriguing match. Yeah, this will be interesting. Cardiff have been uh, good at not conceding. Um, They've had the terrific form of their goalkeeper, as we touched on last week. Um, Arsenal, though, they did what they needed to last week. They scored three. So, um, yeah, hopefully they can get a bit of a run on now and get another win here and keep their fans happy. Yeah, well, I think uh, what was was, uh, interesting for mine was that... uh supposedly Ozil had an illness, but uh, Ramsey got brought in. And uh, the quality of the player, when he is fit, he is one of the best central midfielders going around in the Premier League. There's no doubt about that. It's a it's a matter of keeping Aaron Ramsey fit. If Arsenal can do that, they'll win more games than most, um, especially at uh, in uh, fixtures like this. This is a fixture I expect Arsenal to win. Should they win? Yes. Will they win? 
we're yet to find out. There could be a bit of value in a draw in uh, in uh, for the betting market in this one. Yeah, um, I expect Arsenal to win though. All right, so this now, given the uh, week's events, becomes a huge fixture. Burnley versus Man United at Burnley. Perennially and traditionally, Burnley are strong at home, but they haven't been so far this season. They welcome uh, a Manchester side in disarray. So this has um, all the storylines around it, I think. Yeah, and probably two of the more disappointing teams to start the season. Man U in unfamiliar territory, just about. Um, I expect Man U to bounce back here, though. Burnley, for me, they're really struggling. They're really hamstrung by that Europa League. Um, It's really testing their depth and probably their um, endurance as a team because they're using a lot of their first-choice players in the week in the week, and then obviously on the weekend as well. Um, So, yeah, we expect Man U to turn things around here and get a win. Well, you'd expect so. Look, in terms of losing 3-0, yes, it was a bad scoreline. Mourinho's probably got slight... A slight point in the fact that well they did have they did have enough chances to uh, to score goals. It wasn't as if they were completely um, outplayed from that perspective. So if Lukaku gets an opportunity this week, I expect him to bury it. Um, moving on to the last game of the weekend brings together two of the uh, sides that are yet to uh, lose or draw a game, and that's uh, Watford and Tottenham at Watford. This could have goals written all over it for mine. Yeah, it could. Uh, both teams in great goal-scoring form, uh, very attacking-minded teams, and that's the best way to play uh, the Premier League. So, yeah, this would be a blockbuster a clash and levels it a bit for merely for the fact that it's at Watford. Um, but I expect the Spurs to come away with a win. They've got a lot of threat up forward, and they seem to be in good good form early in the season, which isn't something that they're familiar with. Yeah, I wouldn't expect you, expect you to say anything less, really. A bit like, uh, bit like myself with Liverpool at the moment. But um, I do expect that uh, Tottenham will uh, will continue on their winning ways and uh, maybe might be tighter than people think, but I still think they'd come away with probably a 3-1 win. Uh, Harry Kane to uh, get on the score sheet once again. Um, Fantasy Premier League. Interesting uh, weeks for ourselves. Our trades didn't exactly uh, go to plan. So, what transfers are we looking at, or what should we look at as fantasy uh, as fantasy players? That's right. The trades didn't go according to plan, and that can happen. You need a little, lot of luck in this game sometimes. Um, yeah, I, I got the uh, rage trade happening uh, pretty much straight away, didn't I? You did. I uh, threw the uh, bathwater out. I threw the baby out with the bathwater. Yes, you went against all your uh, all your beliefs and committed to a few early trades, so we'll see how that pans out. Um, the big one, though, is Richarlison, who just a stupid, idiotic, minor, albeit, but, uh, yeah, very disappointing. He got the red card. He's out for three games. It's only going to be two Premier League games, but uh, that's enough to trade him, even though he was the most traded in player, so that a lot of frustration for a lot of people, I'm sure. Uh, so what can happen goes from most traded in to most traded out, and, uh, yeah, definitely he... Uh, he was one of the ones that went out with the bathwater. Um, looking at trends with players, you've just got to jump on them, and that's what I did. Uh, so Pariah, um, the Argentinian with or Pariah, the Argentinian with Watford, has been in stellar form despite his fixtures um, looking tough. They are at home, 
So I'm backing him to uh, to uh, get on the score sheet. Uh, Henrik Mikatarian. He has also been in uh, fine form for Arsenal. Didn't get on the um, score or assist sheet last week. But um, he definitely was probing and was looking dangerous in their win. So I took the chance on him as well. Um, they're sort of the trends you've got to jump on. If you think that a player is going to increase, much like I did with Marcus Alonso, and they're in fine form, you've got to jump on them while you can. Yeah, that's that's the, the key early. That's what I'm sort of uh, aiming my season and tactics tactically speaking um, I just want to boost up the value of my team as much as I can so um, yeah you're just looking at players in form um, and their percentage of trades in and that's basically as simple as that just it's like the stock market you get it get it while it's hot and ditch it while it's not yeah no I agree with that and uh, in uh, a stark contrast to the previous season it's a matter of you've got to go strong in defense and uh, bargain in attack uh, which is, um, yeah, a real game-changer from previous seasons. Yeah, well, we touched on it last week. It's clearly the best option. I mean, the value speaks for itself. you got players in the 6 to 6.5 reg- region who are pumping out double, fi- uh, double, uh, double figure scores, and it just makes sense to cash in on those players and uh, put the money elsewhere. And, yeah, they're outperforming a lot of the the big guns in the in the forward line. Yeah, pretty much. You've got to have at least, I think, two out of these four. You've got to have uh, Marcus Alonso. You've got to have Andrew Robinson. And then the other two that you've got to look at, uh, Benjamin Mendy from Man City and uh, Kieran uh, Trippier, now that he's on uh, duty, uh, set-piece duties. So those, any two out of that four, preferably three out of that four, We'll see your defence set, I think, at least for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and you could even see people going with the five-man defence, which in previous season was an absolute no-no. But um, they're scoring a lot of points, and they're just so valuable at the moment. So uh, adding, adding to that, you've got uh, our uh, our man Juan Basaka coming back this week with a tasty fixture against Southampton. And at 4.1, there's your option for your four- or five-man defence. It goes against all my beliefs and all my religion, but uh, yeah, this year uh, that could be the way to go. In terms of goalkeepers, the perennial favourite De Gea has had a shocking start. Goals are being scored past him, no end. He's got, I think, four points to his name, whereas last year I think already he had at least upwards of 20. You'd have to think you have to let him go if you've got him. Yeah, and you'd almost feel sorry for him, but then you remember he's a Man U player. Yeah, that and, is true. Uh, the defence in front of him is struggling, and he's letting in goals. There's pretty much no more that needs to be said. He needs to go until they can sort that out. That's for mine where you go with a set and forget goalkeeper, one that you know can pretty much play out most of the first half of the season or most of your uh, time before the wild card. For mine, I've got Allison. He's a set and forget. Others have got Edison at Man City, who is also a set and forget. Yeah, you're talking about keepers who could pretty much put a deck chair up and just watch from from their net because their defenders do all the work. So, um, yeah. Whilst you're not going to get save points out of them, you've got the security most of the time of getting that clean sheet and banking those six points, which along with one of those defenders uh, or two of those defenders, and if they get the same, 
then coupling in Edison and Amendi or coupling in Allison and Robertson, you're going to be getting 12-plus points every time. Yeah, you're flying. That's uh, that's a great strategy this season by all all looks early. And, um, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on it, obviously. But uh, for now, it looks a great tactic. Yeah, others to forget. Uh, Pickford, uh, the evident defence just at the moment is all at sea. And uh, despite the fact he gives you the option of save points, um, I think you've just got to dis- disregard him for the moment. And uh, Fabianski, who's been a solid fantasy favourite for so many seasons, just isn't getting uh, the points with West Ham at the moment. In terms of your bargains that you've got to look at, Etheridge, as we mentioned from Cardiff, having a flying start to the season, cheaply priced, getting save points, getting penalty saves. He's one to uh, look at. And also, uh, surprisingly, uh, having a look at it, Wayne Hennessy from Crystal Palace as well, having a uh, very good start to the season and also cheaply priced. Yeah, and he had a good form towards the back end of last season too, if you if you don't remember. Um, so, yeah, they're obviously really cheap options. You probably don't want to be playing them. Um, Etheridge in particular, you wouldn't have thought that he'd be scoring as much as well as he has. But, um, yeah, they're really uh, low price and they're a great backup. Interestingly enough, Etheridge is the number one ranked keeper ahead of Allison as well. So just bear that in mind. Um, Mid-price midfield, perhaps, is the way to go to finish off tonight. Yeah, um, there's a lot of players at the top end who are struggling for form, um, namely probably Sanchez. and Ericsson that we talked about last week, he did get his uh, first assist for the season, though. Hazard's starting to come back, though. Salah's Salah, but not to the same extent of last season. Probably not, the one at the, probably the one at the top end is Mane, the one that uh, is producing the most amount of points. Yeah, and he's also producing the the most uh, price increases too. I think he's up 0.4, which is uh, <sighs> remarkable after only three game weeks. And another one to touch on, Hazard is on penalty duties. I think there are a lot of people that were hoping that Giorgino would keep that honour, but um, he's probably the second best in Europe at penalties, but the best is Hazard. Yeah, that that's kind of hurts me a bit since I uh, brought in Giorgino last week. So that kind of hurts. Still a handy backup. Yeah, except if he's in your starting lineup like he is for me. But anyway, so your mid-price midfield, you're looking at the likes of, like we mentioned before, Theo uh, Walcott. Uh, you're looking at Mkhitaryan. Um, you're looking at um, Sherler. You're looking at these types of guys that can score goals that are in between that 6 to 8 mil price. Maybe just a little bit further extent. Pogba's at 8.2, um, so you could probably stretch to him. But you're looking at those guys in between that range, aren't you? Yeah, you are. And... Uh... You will also want to base it on fixtures too and just have a prediction in your head. Look at the fixtures ahead and think, okay, yeah, they might be able to sneak a goal or two here because um, if you can find that budget midfielder, so to speak, you can spend it elsewhere, whether that be in your defence or um, hope that the form of the big forwards sort of uh, turns around. Yeah, and definitely uh, in terms of that fixtures, you, yeah, the two we touched on, Mkhitaryan and Walcott, uh, definitely have two of the best fixtures going around to uh, enable them to score the points needed. So definitely look at those two. Uh, looks like we've come to the end of our show for this week with the Premier League. Um, good luck to your sides, good luck with your punting, and good luck with your fantasy sides. And uh, we'll be back next week uh, for more of the same. Very good. Uh, good luck to everyone out there. Have a good weekend, Haydos. Bye. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.